with over 6,500 podcasts coming out this year, few of them give a full recap of Bar Rescue episodes, which is why the Shut It Down Bar Rescue Recap Podcast won't be another statistic, a show dedicated to sitting down, opening the books, and unpacking the emotional roller coaster that is Bar Rescue. We're back! Yay! Uh, yes, it's um, it's we've been on well, a hiatus. Is that what you would yeah, call let's, it? Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, we'll call it, we'll call it that. Um, this is shut it down. The bar rescue recap. So happy to say those words out loud. Oh, I missed it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I'm Jim Search. Uh, you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. You can also go on Twitter and find me at Jim Search. And uh, we're very excited to uh, uh, spark up the flame again. Uh, I feel like there, we, well, we'll get into it, Max, in a second. But, um, you know, we, we've got some fan mail. <laughs> people oh. yeah yeah that's what, oh yeah that's what, that's what rekindled the glory of uh of oh. shut it down bar rescue recap big shout out to jeff i guess we'll withhold the last name because yes in public. but up, big jeff? shout out to jeff writing me saying uh found you online big fan of the podcast mm-hmm. he says that there aren't enough bar rescue podcasts and ours is so entertaining and he loved it <laughs> and uh we said hey we gotta get this going again yeah I told him yeah. to sit tight and subscribe and wait for new episodes and uh this is gonna be his lucky week and we are at uh max i ran into max at the double windsor at a bar for a friend of ours going away and then he showed me the email and i was like we gotta get this going again nice. um so uh speaking of which uh my uh one third of the outfit is yes uh, i'm max cohen uh, you can find me online at thisismaxcohen.com. Facebook and Twitter is also thisismaxcohen. Uh, spent my time during the hiatus getting that website together. So now How it's about all there. that? You can get all the Max Cohen media you want in one convenient <laughs> location, which one, I think is the point of websites these days. One-stop shop. One-stop shopping for Max Cohen uh, and extravaganza. And we'd like to introduce our newest member of the Shut It Down team. Fresh uh, Blood. Yes, yes. A uh, dedicated fan. <laughs> Uh, we're very excited to have Katrin Heyer. How you doing? Hi, hi everyone. Uh, Katrin Heyer. You can find me on Twitter at Katra Heyer. That's K A T R A H I G H E R. And we are very excited to have you here because you know we uh, we need more perspective on what we're about to get into, and we're really glad to hear. I'm really psyched to be here, and thank you guys so much for including me. Of course, of course. Yeah, our pleasure. So, also, um, you can um, email us at shutitdownpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, keep sending, keep keep that fan mail rolling in. Yeah, you know. Uh, Come on, Jim. I'm w- I'm waiting for your review of this episode. I thought it was Jeff. Jeff, excuse me. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at Jim, <laughs> thinking of Jeff. See, this it's is hot what out. This it's is what so ha- hot out. This is what happens when you have so many fans that it's just it's overwhelming. It yeah. is. Yeah. Pride comes before the fall, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Just remember that. Um, so, all right, let's uh, let's get into our to our episode here. Uh, this episode, uh, drunk on punk, which yes. uh, you know, I I have to say, uh, we'll get into it in a minute, but. Um, there's definitely been asshole owners. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the through line of a lot of these. It's either a, a complete asshole or a idiot. Like, they're yes. just a complete moron who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Or both. I mean, these yeah. aren't uh, exclusive. Um, and I feel like uh, this this episode uh, had both. Uh, Dave Franich, the uh, former construction worker turned bar owner, uh, <laughs> owned... <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's and he's such a, he's the worst person. What a, he is the worst. Like, what a great horrible line he said. He said because people will always be drinking. I'll open a bar, and I understand wanting like a recession-proof business, but he, just to sound so callous about yeah. it, like I'm gonna profit off of the other people's misery. It's yeah. gonna be great. That's yeah. ugh. And uh, the bar, the Black Light District, uh, rock and roll. I can't. Which, um, which again. And John and uh, Phil point this out during the um, their uh, recon, uh, lack of better words, that um, it's supposed to be a punk bar, mm-hmm. but it's the rock and roll district. So what? Wh- those are two different types. Of I like the sign that had like the acoustic guitar, yeah, mm. and then like a woman in a cocktail glass. I was like, um, 
right? Wasn't it like a Wait, it was like a cartoon? Right. Yes. It was a cartoon waitress with like a martini glass. Oh, so that's looked- yeah, and then a g- acoustic guitar. <laughs> like it could be a classy not, evening. Not punk. No, looking. not at all. At all. Um, um that's the uh very far away from the yes. punk that punk element. Uh so uh so Dave French uh again former construction worker yeah. uh said fuck it I want to open a punk bar and have music uh have punk music every day of the year which as we come to find out is impossible. Yeah. Uh, can't can't sustain your bar uh on music on music especially Maybe in like the 90s or like when punk first came out but not now no no and then we'll find out soon enough from um our our recon team that uh yeah you you, you can't you can't survive on that right you can't. it's the same uh there was a bar i think in detroit where the woman op- had a jazz bar mm. and also like the um statistics showed like you can't have jazz 360 days a year and make money there's you just c- not enough there aren't enough good bands to bring in and there aren't enough people to come out on a regular basis to make this a profitable enterprise. Well, that in Detroit, in Detroit, I think in, in New Detroit, York, but also long beach for punk. Yeah. I, I mean, long beach is a cradle of punk music, but I think one, of, and they talk about this too, but if you were to make a live music venue and have other types of music, then sure, maybe you might see some profitability, but if you're just making it a punk and if I remember correctly, of the punk rockers that I know, um, they don't like spending a shit ton of money at bars. No. They drink PBRs and do shots of whiskey. Yeah. So you ain't gonna ball out. Yeah. yeah. All the all the beers that were uh, blurred out to protect product placement were so clearly Budweisers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They all had the famous red label on it. I'm like, ah, we know exactly what three dollar yeah. beer you're drinking. We know what time it is. So, uh, so Dave taps his friend Gabe Lopez um, and says, "Hey, why don't you put in some money on this?" So Gabe sinks 17k into this outfit, and uh, come to find out that uh, they're what? Uh, well, initially the bar was 110k, right? And then Gabe put in 17k, and they haven't turned a profit in four years. Nope. He hasn't. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a very long time. And usually when these bars open, they'll at least say, like, for the first three months, they were making $6,000 yeah, a month. Right. They had profits of 500000 They've been, like, 000. in the black light district. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, sorry. No. <laughs> I guess it would be in the red, though. Yeah. yeah. It, Never been mind. In red, like, presumably at, right out of the gate. Right they, out of the gate. Which is which is common for, well, there are some businesses that you operate at a loss for the first year. Which happens, but four years, and again, like you were saying, in all these other all these other bars, they come out the gate swinging and they're yeah. making cash. Right. So even if they were right in debt from opening and the cost of operating yeah, 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 expenses, yeah. but they're still making enough money to recover whatever their monthly expenses. Usually, were, in the first year, like you account for that debt, mm-hmm. and you still count your profit separately from that. Right. So, like, even though it's not technically a profit, the way you do the accounting is like, oh, if we didn't incur these debts in the beginning, we would have made. That's why then when that's done, they have a profit the next year or whatever. Ooh. Well, um, positive thinking. I like it. Yeah. Um, that's not Dave's that M.O. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a little <laughs> finance background there. Yeah. Sorry, uh, profits aren't punk rock, so go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> that's what he was like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's, there was so... He's reminded me of, like, a... 15 year old boy oh absolutely like i like he really i almost was a little nervous that he was like mentally challenged for a moment is that uncouth for me to say no that's fine because i was like he really has not matured past teenager no so far you are perfectly couth yeah Yeah, like he really hasn't i really wanted debbie the um business the 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 uh room manager she was like the office Yeah, manager. the office manager. I wanted Debbie to ground him. To be like, Dave, go to your room for two weeks. You got to simmer you gotta, down. Here, well, here's, I mean, this is my question. Uh, we'll get into like the cast characters, but yeah. Debbie, the office manager, has been there for 20 years. So what, like, who, what happened? Like, there were 16 years yeah. where like this business was operating. I'd like to know the 16 years before. Yeah, who did they take it from? Who did, who did Dave uh, usurp? For this, for I this also, bar. I mean, this is kind of just a little seed I'm planting. But why are they all such like kiss asses to him? 
Is it just yeah. me or did you notice yeah. that they were all like scared of him in a weird way? There was, yeah. Because- I think there's something underneath that they weren't showing. Like maybe he's like threatened them because... I could see because if you and it's good. It's interesting you bring that up. Yeah, like even Gabe, I was like, Gabe, you could beat his ass. Yeah, Gabe, but Gabe a at big one dude. point was like, "It's just Dave," you know, yeah. like. And that's what you say when there's like that. Is uh, well, I feel like there's a um. It might be split between their fear of him, okay. and just the accepting of who he is as a person. You know how like you have Enablers. that person in your life who you're just like, oh, they're just gonna be that way. There's not yeah. anything we can do about that like their behavior so i i wonder if it's a little mixture of yeah that. Mm. um so oh We're like being psychologists yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's what this is well, that's kind of what this is yeah. we break down what the fuck was going on <laughs> at the black light rock and roll district what the fuck's going on in there you guys run so some many questions left so unanswered. many yeah uh, the inmates running the asylum over there that's for why topics. i love this show like it's actually it's like a reality show but there's a lot of meat to it there's oh, so yeah. much We'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into it's so it. intriguing. It is. We'll get into it later in the segment. But there's always that segment, you know, maybe three quarters of the way in, where John has like the one-on-one, or he has like the yes, intervention. Yes. Yeah. People are like, "What's really holding you back? Are you yes. really still sad about your mom dying? I got you a therapist. I got you a counselor oh for God, that." And they're like, "Boom! Five minutes. And Mom's death is solved." John totally. wears John yeah. wears so many hats, man. So, um, oh, so Dave. Uh, so we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We are yeah. back up. Yeah, but yeah. It's and we're moving a little Pulp Fiction-y where we're just. It's, right. it's yeah. fine. Who gives a shit? This John is Trouble our show. Is still alive in this segment. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's still got his book. Um, so uh, Dave doubles down uh, when he gets the bar and puts fifty uh, k more in to make it a punk bar. So right. like he puts in like I guess the shitty acoustics or the shitty sound system, and it just becomes a shit show. Uh, because and that was the, the thing. Nothing looked punk about that bar. It was all like gray walls and a stage that you'd see like a crappy open mic at. Yeah, the, like, there was nothing that screamed, this is a music venue. No. No, that, and, that's, and, but, and therein lies the failure, uh, is yes. that like the, the, the clientele that would go there didn't want punk music. Like they just... You, you hear like the old man at some point he's just like I don't really like punk yeah that guy was like I'm stuck he was like in purgatory though he's like I can't leave here how did he get there and why was he there and what sins did he commit in his life yeah. that he's just like this is the bar I go to but I don't like it <laughs> I can't go anywhere else <laughs> this I, is the only bar in Long Beach this is like it's it's like some fucked up like Twilight Zone episode yeah. where he his can't his face too he was like ah, I, don't, I can't leave there is just, you know, it, it's just the black light district or not. So that's what it is. And he was very honest. He was like, I don't like the music. Of course you don't. You're 70. I don't He's think like, 70 year olds are supposed to like. And the sound. Rock. And of course, John, in a true clinical fashion, says, you know, the sound is operating at a dangerous level. Yeah. And it's hurting people's ears and was not happy about that. Um, so uh, oh. right, it should be loud, not piercing. Is yes. what John said. That's and it was what, very piercing. It was very piercing. Um, so uh, Dave uh, admits he has no bar experience, but loves punk music because, you know, when I think of someone who wants to get into business, I think of, well, what's your favorite music? And then you should open the business based on that. Right. right? <laughs> so which then leads us to a uh, uh, friend here losing three grand a month and 160 K in the hole. And only has three months left, which is when we crack open the books, we bring in John, and we're going to try and fix it. But here's the caveat that uh, Dave puts down is that um, he wants Taffer's touch, in quotes, of the bar, but uh, we'll just change it back when he leaves. That, that That was something. It was ballsy. Yeah, it is. It's like someone who's never watched this show or to make his own imprint on the show's legacy, ignored everything. Yeah. Completely ignoring that John always overhauls the whole project. He never just does a a light little touch. No. Let me give you a cocktail. It's almost like he wanted him to like clean the bar. Yeah. And then leave. Like that was it or Or, something. Yeah. Put like some trim on the paint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I don't even know what. Yeah, I don't know I don't what even, he. Oh, he I don't he, know what he was thinking. He did he say, expecting. "I want a, I want a kitchen. I want a meal program." Oh yeah, that's right. 
And that's all he wanted. And that he wanted John to do that. But John never does anything half-assed. There's no, no. way he would do one part of a no. bar and leave it. No. To which John astutely pointed out, you're having trouble just running a bar. What makes you think you can handle a kitchen? Yeah. Right. Get out of here. Oh, how filthy was that bar? That was foul, man. That they was found bad. the, de- the we, dead mouse. We found the, yeah, yeah. We found the oh, dead sorry, mouse. It's it's cool. It's fine. It's, a, it's this is your your part of the team. Wherever you gotta throw out, you gotta throw out. Uh, so uh, we bring in uh, uh, Phil Wills, uh, the bar bartender Love extraordinaire. Phil. Yes, Love him. he's um, he's oh, serious too. Oh yeah, he's like I love it. He's yeah. focused and he always has a great newsboy cap. And very he's usually wearing a sharp vest. <laughs> it's always a vest and a newsboy he's cap. He's a handsome man. He, oh, very striking. Strong, striking. Strong features. Strong yes. features. <laughs> a very chiseled jaw. Chiseled jaw. What has, a jawline on that, Phil. Has eyes like summer and hair like clouds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he brings, uh, so John taps him for his bar, uh, for his bar expertise. And then... Um, they're doing their sort of uh, surveillance of the, of the bar. And of course, uh, it has fallen to shit. Like, it's just a filthy, filthy dive bar. Um, we learn, uh, we learn a, bit, a little bit about the area. Uh, medium income is 45 grand, age bracket's 30. So this is a real gritty town. So like, this is a space where they could have a dope bar that mm-hmm. caters to shots and beer and then have a drink menu that's not fruity loop drinks as they yeah. put it they've done plenty of those in sort of depressed economic areas yeah, sure. sure great bars mm-hmm. and uh then again we learn that dave hasn't been paid in four years and we're gonna fight figure out why he's okay with that and i did some background on this and oh yeah oh yeah. yeah this was good good yeah. reading I didn't know that. Um, Although so, I, I have a note. Dave hasn't taken a paycheck in four years. Just like a comedian. Ah! Hey, yo. <laughs> that is over the fence. And then, uh, I, then I wept a little. <laughs> so uh, so then oh, so then we meet the cast, right? Uh, Debbie, the office manager of 20 years. And then we have Valerie and April, who are both bartenders. Yeah. Very uh, tatted up, punk rock chicks. Um, God bless them. And they're sweet women like they were like nice yeah normal yeah Although i felt kind of bad i was like how did you, you guys, get caught up can you this? guys go to another bar and try to find work that, and that's and that's what's always intriguing to me yeah. about like especially a situation like this is that the bar industry so i don't want fickle's not a good word but it's such a fast and loose place where like if you don't like the bar you're at there's millions of other bars usually i mean i was a bartender ages and ages ago but that was kind of my experience like yeah i mean if you have some experience at all it's not that hard to move on to another place and you are in the bartending community and you have friends who are bartenders and you just say hey look i'm looking to pick up some shifts at another bar and your friends are like yeah there's this joe blows bars open so go so like i'm very i'm very intrigued as to what is keeping them and why they're like so attached to this place um so uh so then we also then we officially meet gabe and again gabe put in 17 grand uh and again huge dude tatted up wonder why he hasn't fucked dave up at some point really just sorry yeah Or maybe he has and dave still hasn't responded i don't know maybe gabe's out of options he's like i use my fists I can't kill the guy. Yeah. I won't get my money. Maybe I'm done. So tell you, man, if I put 17 large into a place and this guy was not giving me an ROI, we'd have a real talk. Maybe some like shit went down in their childhood. Like maybe Dave, you know, mm. touched him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriately. Uh, no, that's not what I was going to say. But no, I mean, like maybe Dave like saved him or okay. yeah. did some like grand act and, and Gabe is like indebted to him. There, but is helping people really punk rock, Katrin? Is that punk rock? <laughs> That's to what help I, a I can't in need? see Dave yeah. doing something like that. Katrin, you're also factoring in that Dave has a conscience. Which, <laughs> I don't think he like, does. He's kind of a sociopath. A total sociopath. Actually, yeah. Like there's a. I mean, we'll get to it, but I'll bring. Like when they do the stress test and Dave isn't helping for shit, and then when he tries and he fucks it up, he then turns and says. Hey, I'm not a bartender, but if you can't respect the fact that I helped you, then you're just pieces of shit. And it's like, yeah, I don't. 
all levels of wrongness and oh. grossness. Just fuck him. Uh, so, uh, so okay. So then, uh, oh, did, did we get a uh, storyline for April? Did was there any? Um, I don't really remember learning much about April. Is April the dark-haired bartender? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She, I she, I want to say there. that there, you know, and it, I almost feel like there's always like the the recurring storyline of I need to do this to because I got a family. Like, right. there, you know what I mean? That was Va- that was Valerie, I believe. Right? Valerie, the one who was like the, the real punk. Mm-hmm. Lady. Yeah, that's right. She did say that. But they didn't go into it deeper. It's not no. like I'm supporting my sick. But I don't know what her circumstances are. But I feel like generally they say like, I'm supporting my family. I'm the I'm the sole breadwinner for my parent. You know, my whatever the circumstances yeah. may be. And they left it a pretty vague. It was on a this really one. vague episode all around. I felt. Yes. Yeah. It was like a really mysterious kind of. There and w- and there's a little bit of that that we can will reveal at the end as to oh. why why Dave didn't really give a fuck about a lot of what was mm. happening and it's kind of shitty fuck him um yeah. but uh so then uh we get to um our 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 recon mission right we send in our spies to yep. see what's going on and we have Joe Escalante the the original member of the punk rock band the Vandals mm-hmm. no big deal really and then um Sarah whose last name I didn't Kelowna? catch yes she was on um, she used to be on Chelsea Handler's talk show. Yes, a lot. She was like one of the, like a not one a of the regular. Head, but like oh no, a, she was a writer actually, and like was also starring on it a lot. Oh great, so, Chelsea Handler show, yeah. And uh, and of course, as Chelsea always, Lee. a very good friend of John's. A lot of the dear friend, dear, dear friend, my really good friend. <laughs> yes, Sarah was a very is a very good friend of John. <laughs> Uh, known her, for, known, no, they've known each other for years. Um, He's an entertainer in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Such intensity, so always. Oh, it just all the time, man. Just, just always oh, at hundred. So beautiful. And <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, Sarah, brings her husband, mm-hmm. who is a punter for uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle oh, yeah. Seahawks. So we have an interesting little uh, conglomerate of spies yeah. going into the bar. And there's also a fourth woman who's just, just a good friend of John's. Oh, yeah, I didn't really know. She looked a little punkish. Yeah. Yes, punk-esque. Punk-esque. Uh, elements that of punk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, she, but yeah, she was on the, is on the scene of Long Beach and is like in the entertainment oh, industry okay. over yeah. there. Or not the entertainment industry, but the uh, restaurant in, uh, industry. So she knows the trends, I guess, of Long Beach. Um, so Which the, is still a very vague job description it could just mean she eats at restaurants a lot yeah yeah it's almost <laughs> anyways, like she's a dear friend of john's that's all we need to that, know that's hey, all we man, need to know john trusts her her, her judgment a dear friend of john is a dear friend of mine okay that's that's what that that's don't what we that. all wish we were one oh, <laughs> yeah. one day one, one day. day you know uh the world i want to live in uh <laughs> one day we'll have john on the fourth side of this table man joining us listen you know put it in the ether right the <laughs> secret you just say it and then it happens uh, so what was I going to say? Oh, so the four of them walk in and of course, uh, we hear Dave go basically who the fuck are these kooks coming in? Which I'm like, Ooh, you say that about everybody yeah. who comes into your bar? You shithead! had yeah, like great hospitality there. Yeah. And it's almost like you really, as I was watching it, um, and it's written to get me to the point where I'm like talking to the television. I wasn't yelling. But I was definitely just like, do you, I was like, do you understand that they're going to give you money? Like the people that are walking into your establishment are going to pay you for booze. Yeah. He doesn't, I, I don't even know. It, I mean, if you don't like it, get out. That's his, that's his MO. Um, so they walk in. Um, we see that the pour stops on the bottles are not. Ma- like they're not symmetrical, not, they're not symmetrical. uniform. They're and not there uniform. were some with none, so you, it was just like just free, free pour. pour, tons of liquor wasted. Which we saw that uh, bartender, our good friends at bartender, let us know that they were losing um, almost hundred thousand dollars a year, Insane. like projected uh, right. for the drinks that they were that they were throwing away. So, uh, so yeah so dave uh so the four come in dave insults them he's like who the fuck are these people and then um then john and phil come in Mm -hmm. and if we can back up there's a new new 
mini segment, a mini part of the show that they do now where they talk about the average uh, gross per square foot. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. They just started doing that the last handful of episodes that, that yeah. I've caught. So they're they're grossing $93 a square foot, but they need 157 just to break even. Just to break even. So they're not even making 60% of what they have to. That's yeah. how far they're behind. I, yeah. I crunched the numbers. <laughs> Got our accountant over here. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> we, sent, we sent the numbers to Max here. Up Max is going. Living up, up to the stereotypes. <laughs> But they're yeah. only making 59% of what they need to to break even, which is kind of scary. That is, yeah. Well, when you when you overpour and don't give a fuck about anything that's going on, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so John and Dave get into it. Um, well, I'm sorry. Let me back up a little bit. Uh, Phil does like a quick inspection, finds bugs floating around. Flies, and, uh, bacteria. The just whole nine. Not even like cleaned up spills. There were some sections of that bar that just had dirty paper towels over yeah, like, like, really covering something up. Yeah. Even the comedian, um, uh, Sarah, pointed out there's an outlet that looked disgusting. Like, just yeah. going near it would electrocute you. Right. John and- also found, before they went in there in the car, John found a one-star Yelp review and found the mm-hmm. woman complaining, and then Dave took the time to respond to the Yelp That's review. right. Calling her pr- probably a lot of swear words that he <laughs> left out. Yes. Yeah. Cry baby. And and it, and that's what's so interesting is that Dave normally when you put a uh, a bad Yelp review of, on a business or restaurant or whatever, the owner will respond and be like, "Hey, look, I'm really sorry about what happened." See that a lot. Yeah. Come on back. You know, we'll get you a drink or yeah. we'll get you. Not Dave. Dave's like, "Fuck that. Yeah. I'm a fight with you." No, that's not the Dave way. Is to no, apologize man. and make amends. Dave is no. not about trying to recapture any customers here. And so, yeah, so Dave... Uh, He's like, he just wants to torpedo into destruction. Like, I don't think there's any part of him that wants any... I don't think he wants it. I don't think he wants any success. No, no. He, I, well, I really don't. he says it. He's just like, we're going to punk rock till we end. Yeah. 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 And, and then the few drunk idiots that are there are like cheering and applauding. Like, that's such a great heroic thing to do. And... It, it just yeah. it boggles the mind. Yeah. I've never seen so many misguided people like in yeah. in a space like that. Um, so, so uh, oh, so John and uh, Dave get into it, and <laughs> oh, and John introduces Joe Escalante as like this is like one of the lead founding members. Oh of yeah, the and Vandals. he's like, who's this? Idiot. Who's this fruitcake? Yeah, yes. we're wearing Does a cardigan. Does he call him a fruitcake? I think he calls him a fruitcake yes. and he makes fun of his cardigan, which, which was a is, lovely cardigan. First of all, that's like pretty much a homophobic slur, sort of. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wait till like, you... Oh, there's a bunch... He Dave throws a bunch of uh, homophobic and racist shit yeah. on... Um, I, I, when I did my little, I did a light internet research on Dave and he got into it with um, another person on Facebook and was like, you know, you, uh, you're, tr- it was some uh, Hispanic woman. He was like, you're trying to be white. You fucking dyke. Like all this other <gasps> crazy shit. And oh, so he's like really sick. Oh yeah. 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 He's a I real, mean, he's, he's a certifiable piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, once he started saying fruitcake, I was like, all right, we, this, this we is like, yeah. You're not good. Yeah. Uh, this is. <laughs> so, uh, so Dave. Oh, he immediately so, yells at everyone to get back on a plane and get the fuck out. Yes, they yeah. they flew in on the they got the wrong flight here. Yeah, and it's like you asked for their help. I don't understand. Like, I've never seen such. And John says it, but just the level of arrogance yeah. that this guy had of just like, yeah, you asked for our help, or you know, I asked you for help. And now I'm telling you, get the fuck out because I don't need your fucking help. And it's like, well, which one is it? Well, John hasn't walked away from many. Uh, it's a really. rare it's instance. It's very rare. To get him to that point. To get him he, to that point. Because yeah. he'll, I mean, he'll And he go, didn't even, here's what I did notice. If he, if you're not yell worthy, it's even worse. Mm. Like he didn't yell Ooh, as much. That's it was, right. It was almost like it was so, it was like you're not even my, worth my like blood vessels in my forehead because he usually does that as a motivational tool to get people off their asses and you're right he didn't even think dave would be motivated he didn't he just like he was he just like walked away he's like i can't help you yeah i mean it was very did you very intense did you catch that dave tried to steal taffer's signature phrase 
No. When he was like, I, I'll shut this. This bar will shut it down. I'll shut it down rather than lose this punk rock image. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, he did yeah. say that. So yeah. He was trying to like co-opt. Yeah. Not okay. Not, <laughs> not okay. Look, not. man. You leave that aggregating shit for the fat Jewish, man. Don't steal people's <laughs> shit. Yeah, true. I don't, we don't play that here. So, uh, yeah. So, John gets into it with Dave. Um, Dave says he flew in on the wrong plane and then tells Joe he has a dumb sweater. And it's just like, yo, man, this is like, if you're so punk rock, how, and John said, but like, if you're so punk rock, how are you not respecting yeah. this pioneer of the music that you claim to love so much? So, I mean, again, just f- basically... Uh, further substantiates Dave being full of shit. Uh, So Dave uh, walks John out and he's like, don't need your help. Get fucked. Get out of here. And then the staff talks Dave into uh, bringing him back. Yeah. Right. Like, cause they're like, yo, we need our jobs. Like, can you not uh, walk the only thing, the only chance we have Mm -hmm. of saving this place out of here? And then John, uh, so then we see Dave take a little bite of humble pie, but you can just see that it's just so forced that he's just like, yeah. all right, oh, John, you can come and help her. He's that kid who eats one piece of broccoli off of his plate for dinner and he goes, <laughs> there, I had broccoli, you happy? <laughs> yep. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah that's had... exactly what it was. Yeah. And then pouts and sulks and yeah. it's like, I don't even like broccoli because broccoli's stupid. Everyone's stupid except yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, that was his whole Oh, it just, but you you nailed it. Uh, he's just a 15 year old kid forever. Yeah. 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 And it just, it's boggling. Uh, so then we get into um, the staff meeting, uh, at which point John calls out Dave on being a sellout. Because that's Dave's whole thing. He's like, I don't want to sell out. Right. I don't want to, you know, become so uh, commercialized. And I want to just be real. And John's like, well, you're a fucking sellout. Like, you've sold your friends out. Yeah. You won't help them when they need they need you behind the bar. You don't do shit. You're a you garbage. You hire people mo- and set them up to fail. That like, was like terrible. a really brilliant, like, psychological switcheroo that that mm-hmm. john threw out there yeah it and the, and that but that's the thing though is as in in john's brilliance and yeah. his ability to uh, uh navigate the mess that is um dave doesn't want to fucking hear it there's no. always there was always an excuse or an, like an mm-hmm. answer that's the negative the answer yes. was if it's not 100 percent punk rock i don't want it but yeah, I don't even think that don't Dave think knows, knows what, that means. what it, punk rock even means. He's not defined it for himself. No. Ex- like, there's no nuance. It's like he's trying to... No, no, it's okay. I just, I, I think, like, for him, punk rock means fuck literally everything and everyone. Sure. Like, get out of my face, let me die. Or something. Like, I, I mean... Ultimately, and it, I yeah, mean, there's just a big nihilism behind it. Yeah, all but like, it's I'm boring nihilism. Yeah. It's not even. It's, it's not, lazy. It's, it's lazy, lazy nihilism. And it's not right. It's not and it, and deep. It, it's it, not like. And it doesn't make any sense from a business owner capacity. Well, that's right? the whole thing. Like, it's okay if you're like a teenager in your bedroom, but it's not when you run a freaking. When you have employees counting you on you. And you have five, six people that work under you or how yeah, many. Yeah, and who are looking. I felt you. so bad for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that meeting, man, and they talk about just the money that's gone out. Like, yeah. uh, the good friends at Partender come in and they're like, hey, you know, you're losing four grand a week and over pouring, mm-hmm. you know, and did the math on it. And that's when we find the dead mouse and Behind Dave. that broken drawer underneath what was probably a pretty busted ca- cash register. Yeah. Exactly. And, of course, and Dave's laughing the whole time. He's laughing. It's so, like... There's n- there's very little that gets under John's skin more than bar owners laughing at their own failures and grossness. Oh, yeah. There have been numerous instances where the the owner will smirk. And he's like, what is funny about this? This is not fun. Yeah. What's the joke about failing and going under? And, but, and that's the thing, though, is... John hates failure, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's his, well, I don't want to say he, well, he hates failure, but he, what he hates more is 
your embracing of your failure. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what really pisses him off. Like it goes. He doesn't want you to roll around in your own shit. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Essentially. And when you do and you're okay with it, that's when he's just like, are you, f-? that's, and, I, and that's the turnoff. Like that's where he's just like, well, if you're going to embrace this, then I don't even want to, I can't even help you. I mean, you know? they even get to a point. Sorry for, we're going back, but, Dave gets caught on camera and Mike saying, we'll take John's advice and touches, but then we're just going to turn it right back yeah. to what, what we're yeah. doing. And John comes running around the corner going, don't you know you were still mic'd? Yeah, I, like, heard, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you say you're not even going to listen to what I'm going to say, so why should I do this? Why should I even help you? Which I think is a, I think is a first for Bar Rescue. I don't yeah. think we've seen it on camera of the bar owner being like, we're just not going to do this. We're not going to yeah. do shit. And I think what also does keep John uh, there and what keeps him uh, part of it is the people that work for Dave. You know, he it gets to the point where like he'll go and his his staff. Yeah. So like going forward a little, like we see the staff. You know, we see the staff at the end. And Another like, bar rescue first. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I think. Was anyways, my really experience. something else, and I'm sure that part, it's like well, let's still have a show. Let's still do something. Let's try and to salvage this. And it's so and it's and so sad because you see like the forlorn look on their faces when yeah. he's just like, "We can't do this," we you know. Can't do it. Hang on. It was a. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, do you remember that like screamo punk bar in like Austin, where they found like fruit flies everywhere and there was like a fly infestation. Yeah, that hadn't, was like, so awful. The guy hadn't paid his employees in like six weeks yeah. or whatever. Do you, do you remember? Yeah, that? yeah, I yeah. yeah. That. They, they turned the into flies like a, was what like. They turned it into a steampunk bar, I think, which may not have been the greatest innovation <laughs> to ever make. No, no. But the guy was just like, same thing. Like, it's punk rock not to have a clean bar. Like, it's punk rock to have, like, ripped seats. And it's punk rock not to pay your employees. And it's, again, this complete misunderstanding yeah. of punk it's rock a- I- ideology well, well, and right. running a business. Well, because it. it's it's put on when you say it's not punk rock to run that like punk rock in itself was like an organic kind of movement that sort of sprung out of of you know it was like an artistic movement that sprung out of going against the I mean it was establishment et cetera et cetera but you're you're putting on airs when you're saying I'm going to open up a punk rock bar like just that by definition isn't punk rock. Almost. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, you're like owning a business. And right. It, that's just in by definition not <laughs> punk rock. So you're uh, you're contradicting your own self. So you might as well kind of embrace the solo aspect because you already have been. Unless you don't give a shit, which Dave uh, clearly didn't. Um, so uh, oh, so then we have uh, the drink. We have like what I call the we call the drink porn montage where like it has like the glass and then the ice and the and music it's like the sound yes yeah exactly the sexy pouring yeah yep and then it has a different ang- cuts to an angle and you see the fruit put on top of the drink and it's right. just uh and then it's like the graphic that's like mm-hmm. we call this the the, the smashing L- mashing yeah <laughs> the lbc crown <laughs> So, uh, so then we uh, we have that, and then it cuts to Phil, and he brings the uh, the cap on pour spouts. Yeah, new technology. Yes. look at that. Yeah, and innovation in the pour spout game. Right, and I thought know. Phil was really gracious too. Like he was very un- like trying to be very level headed, and he was trying to work with them. Yeah, and was like, look, uh, was, he was trying to work with Dave, and yeah, was just he like, was. yo, man, here's the deal. I've been doing this for whatever twenty years. Here's what we need to do to fix your shit. And Dave was just like, nah, fuck that. No, you don't Long know Beach people about. want overpours. They want strong drinks. Yeah. Right? Phil was trying to teach them the count off. And he's just, Dave was like, one, two. <laughs> and the, I felt like the pour that Phil did was quite generous anyway. I mean, it was I think like. He did a six count? He did a six count, six which counts. is pretty. Well, I mean, it's normally big. a four count. It's like, normally yeah. four. So four. Phil was even being a little generous. You and. Know? And it's and it it's, and Phil was trying to teach him. He's like, listen, you like punk rock, think music. Like pouring has its own rhythm, yeah, one see, and two and three and four. Him. Like you count to the beat, mm-hmm. and that's how you get strong, consistent drinks. And yeah. then uh, Dave, of course, in his infinite wisdom, points out, uh, 
nobody's gonna uh no one's gonna want you to measure out drinks here that's not how people uh would want to be served so if you're doing that then people aren't gonna it's like what are you talking as though he about? knows yeah as like, though that's my favorite is that he was so audacious like there's such a what there's such bar a sp- owners are like listen trust me nobody wants this they always is, do that in yeah. every episode i feel and like. i'm like how do you know because how there's do- no one in your bar <laughs> Yeah. There's no one in your Trust bar me. to show you that no it does No one's going to want. Work. What? But you don't even give them anything. Like, And it's crazy because like it, he, Dave talks from this such perverse air of authority. It's almost like Kenny Powers in uh, Eastbound and yeah. Down. It's like, I uh, yeah, that, uh, that, that that's not how that works. And uh, I know that because uh, I researched. Where did you where did you research that? Oh, uh, in a book. It's like, yeah, what? like are you just making this up? Totally making it up. Listen, John, I've been running a bar for four years. I think I know or two about overpouring. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Such a maniac. so so. Then uh, Dave, uh, I'm sorry, John um, does. We we do the stress test. Um, we bring in our uh, our band. We got a band come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, some kind of weird vampire punk. Yeah. yeah, like hats off to them for willing to be showcased. Of like, look how ridiculous this bar is. Yeah, and it was one of those bands where like, um, and there was just screaming. I don't even know if it was punk. They were just screaming. But I was uh, happy at least. Maybe the bartenders made some money. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. night. There were people. There were you people, know, right? Who uh, presumably wanted to drink? Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so then they uh, so they start making the drinks, uh, but they're making the drinks too strong. Uh, Phil and John are going around testing the drinks, and uh, it's just it's not going well. And then right. we get into the wasted number seventeen wasted drinks. So which I got I got to say I don't think was that bad. Like they seemed everyone seemed to keep their cool. Yeah. Dave right. kept too much cool. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. Dave was super chill. Dave was way too cool. He was a little too cool. And not invested. But the other the April and Valerie tried to like they, they tried to really keep up with the pace and they worked really yeah, hard. And Phil really kept good. saying like to John like they're trying their best and yeah. I see a lot of talent here. And also I think we were talking before the podcast started like only seven, 17 drinks. That's a lot. But sure. we've seen the episodes where they have buckets yeah, they of have, like, yeah, buckets. Man. Yeah. So for like for waiter, you know, bartenders in the stress test to only have seventeen, I'm like, that's actually pretty good it's for a stress bad. test. That's a great um establishing line for them to come through and triumph, hopefully yeah. at the end of the episode of like, look at the great bartenders that we made. Yeah. From seventeen drinks to A Rose Grows in Long Beach. It I was does. happy at least that they were shown in a good light, the bartenders. Like, they that were. made me feel good. Yeah. It was, was like the, there's a lot of talent here. Yeah. There's they have skills. Like mm-hmm. we just need to train and hone their skills. They're doing fine. Right. And you know, it and it again and it, I think it comes back to their level of motivation. Like they need their job. So totally. they're gonna fight for their job. Which, you know, Dave on the other hand, uh we, we get to the point where Phil goes to Gabe and Phil's like I don't know what else to say to this guy. Can you talk to him? <laughs> yeah, he's him? like asking this. Fr- he's like, I have nothing else. Which that's a first for me in Bar Rescue, where yeah. the the perf- like the the expert is asking defers to someone totally. else because they're just like, I don't know any other way to try and reach this dude because he's not listening to me. Can you talk to him? And it was then, like an. It was like going to like kindergarten and like having to go to like the, I don't even know. Like I, I wish I had seen more in this episode. A lot of episodes have like quick little like interstitials like during the commercial break. They'll cut to back to Bar Rescue for like ten or twenty seconds, and they'll just show a little extra footage that didn't mm. make it into the final episode. But mm-hmm. it, sometimes it can help reveal quite a bit about these people. But there were no none of these extra little mini God. scenes. Yeah, this really this was one. like the Twilight Zone. I know. I wish bar I rescue. wanted to see more of like that stress a lot test. Of, of like, yeah, a lot of vagueness. and mm-hmm. There's a lot of not transparent. There was no, not a lot of transparency. A lot of no. opaqueness. A lot Opaque, of opaque if you will. And yeah. Gabe didn't say anything helpful. He was like, come on, man. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he was know. so weird. It was He was very passive. He was very passive, and which is interesting. That's what I don't understand is that passivity. And he was just like, Dave will be Dave. And there's no. Yo, man. Like I said. Yeah. If I had 17. Something happened. I don't even know. If I had 17 grand riding on that, man, I would be. I would a lot be, more aggravated. I would be very. And I am a small woman in stature, but I would 
probably do something with my fingernails or there you go <laughs> small women terrify me the most <laughs> yeah <laughs> we can be uh there's yeah, a there's you know. a fight you there's a fight we got there's fighting fight. there's fights <laughs> I would, I would you'd, so you'd have 17,000 reasons to Oh my god, uh, are you deal kidding me? That's like fuck, man. <gasps> so it was, it was though I'll say the nicest shut it down I think I've seen in a long time. Like it was a very smooth wind down, like there was no other than Dave's general grossness, there was no gross reason to stop the stress test other than that they were done. Like they called last call, everyone yeah. paid up, and they're like, listen, we know what the issue is, Dave. We know what the problems are. We know. We Dave. think we know what we need to do. It was do. almost Dave. sad. Like it was just well, like sad. It was they do that because they realized like the, the bartenders were good. Like yeah. the drinks that they were making were fine. Mm-hmm. It's just Dave. So like there's no catastrophe to wind down the stress test. I think that's, I think you nailed it, Max. I think literally everything wrong with the entire bar came down to Dave. And that's it. Well, yeah. I mean, he was the common denominator. Like, you, I mean, you saw him post-stress test where, like we were saying before, where he would, you know, uh, he just wouldn't admit that he fucked up. Mm-hmm. Dave refused because they were like, yo, you need to help out. Like, you didn't help any of your bartenders. Yeah, and what then do you say? In the did, real world, people don't pour in like that. We don't get that. You know, bar, Real bars don't get that many people coming in at once. I was what? like, failing bars don't have that many people coming in <laughs> yeah. at once. Successful bars do. Yeah, like, come to New York and go to, try to go to a bar on a Friday night. Are you and, kidding or me? Just, like, or just like, any bar. Like... If you have, like, let's say you have a group of people, like, let's say you're mm-hmm. on a bar crawl and you decide to roll into a bar, like, Absolutely. you'll have 25 people Happens roll all in. the time. But again, it's just Dave shooting off the fucking hip. He has he no idea. None. No. None. So it's just uh, this, this delusional part yeah, of America that, like, refuses to accept responsibility and just everything is the world's fault. Yep. Yep. It, uh, it just, he disappointed. I was very disappointed in David. So, uh, so John, I guess, and I didn't quite get this. John starts to do the remodeling. Like we just kind of jumped into, cause he's just like, well, we're going to do this. We're we going to get our classic construction. John, he's in the black shirt and right. the black hat. Mm-hmm. He has a coffee. He's ready to go. He's like, we'll put the sign there. Yep. yep. And he's, he's, and he's getting his, uh, he's getting his hands dirty. He's in the, he's in the mix. So in the meantime, uh, they send the team over to Alex's bar, a bar nearby, which is successful. Uh, yeah. so it's proof that this can happen. Uh, they send them over there. They send the team over there to do the training. Um, during the training, Phil introduces the Royal Vandal, the LBC crown, both whiskey drinks, um, to which Dave says, uh, these drinks aren't going to work. Right. Uh, that's, this is not going to loop drinks, these fruit loop drinks, <laughs> which uh, Phil accurately, I think really astutely processed. Like we need Quick drinks. We need simple drinks. Two, three elements. They weren't like shishi drinks. They were pretty. They were whiskey standard. drinks. Yeah. Yeah. They were. There's something that tests the limit of my skill as a bartender at home. Like that's the most complicated yeah. I would want. Also, there is something kind of. I mean, I don't. I actually don't drink anymore. But <laughs> when I used to in the East Village, like back in the day when I first moved to New York, like a lot of the shitty, amazing dive bars that were like, had really cheesy names for cocktails that almost made it sort of like cool. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was that circular, uh, circular. Scale. Like, it was so bad and lame. It, was exactly, it actually became cool. Again. Almost like, sure. Like the names for cocktail, like the old fashioned name, you know, like Brandy Alexander, like Ooh. things like that. Like it kind of made it sort of almost yeah. vintage or like, it right, gave, it was part of the attraction. Exactly. This is what John always talks about. It's like you can drink at home, you can hang out at home. Why do you come to a bar for this social experience? That's exactly what it is. And if you can get together and make fun of these names together, yeah, that's like that's a whole thing, you like an ironic, almost an. I mean, irony is very big right now. I'm sure tons of like. And those drinks were so simple. They were yeah, not they those were complicated not, shaking drinks that you need yeah. eight or nine. Which is what, and, which is what Dave was projecting to have. Like he was projecting the idea that this was those fruity shishi drinks, as he put it. That it, that just wasn't happening, and no. then finally, uh, Phil was just like, "You've pretty much just shot down every idea." Yeah. And then that's when we <clears throat> get into the one-to-one. John has. Sorry, if I can back yeah. up before yeah, the one-on-one, yeah, yeah. one, we have my favorite segment: the blueprints with science. Mm, yes. <laughs> 
yeah. where the the great narrator, the great DJ voice, is like, "We're gonna show you the science of either whatever it is, the drink." <laughs> so now we learn the science of sound by I love Bar his Rescue. Voice too, oh, oh. It's a great voice. Mm-hmm. It, uh, <laughs> we'll have to do one of the back to the bar episodes soon because you see him. Yeah, we get to see oh, what he do? looks like. Yeah, oh. I have a mental image of what he looks like, and I it hope was it nothing like up. what I thought it was going to be, but it was even better. I'm, Anyways, we in this segment we learned the science of sound, <laughs> and we have in the corner. <laughs> I've never seen Max so passionate. By so the way, so I love wow, this. this is great. This is why my favorite food show was uh, Good Eats with Alton Brown. Oh yeah, maybe we can do mm-hmm. a spinoff podcast. We'll talk afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> But you see, like stick, rounded stick figures in front of amps, and you talk about they talk about what happens with crappy acoustics and right. bad walls, and so they're playing music, and the sound goes out, but the sound also bounces off of the walls, uh-huh. and it doubles, and those are red waves, and red waves are bad, right? Yeah, and the the sound that they're initially projecting are green waves. That's the good sound that we want to hear Not and the enjoy the waves. music. And he mm-hmm. said, um, uh. Instead of brick or concrete or steel walls, which produce all of those red waves that makes listening to music at Blacklight District miserable, you need like low density foam. Right. Yeah, you see tons of music venues with that. Like yeah. the, that that um sort of perforated or like bumpy foam. Yeah. It basically absorbs the sound that yeah. hits those walls, mm-hmm. leaving only the sound coming pretty From much directly at you right. that you hear. So you get a nicer experience. And exactly. then of course the segment ends with them taking in the foam walls so there are no more red waves and you only have green waves coming out mm-hmm. to the audience mm-hmm. and everyone is happy speaking of like <laughs> the olympics right now like that's i always notice how bad the acoustics are when they do the floor exercises yeah it's in a gymnasium obviously but it's t- sounds terrible well it's strange too because they're doing that precise routine to precise music but there are four other exercises going on oh yeah i've never understood that either yeah it's anyway, one giant there's mishmash of gymnastics <laughs> just a uh maybe if they uh maybe if they had a couple drinks before uh, i know up, yeah. you know uh more of those you know low density foam walls <laughs> those foam walls the, uh, low, a low density uh floor exercise uh so oh so then so then we get into john's one-on-one with dave the final one yes yeah. this was yeah. gonna be the come to jesus and John, it says like, you know, from the beginning, man, you've just been a dick in so many right, ways. Right, and he left once. He's like, yeah. look, I walked out, but I gave you a chance, and now I'm here again. And and then in true, like, just weird sociopathic fashion, uh, Dave's like, I just don't want you to talk down on me and talk to me like I'm an idiot. And boy, is my face red. I hate that you're so mean to me. And it's like, well, you're being an awful person. Right. Like you've, you've done nothing but been resistant to every possible change. And John has been trying to help you. So you are not the fucking victim. He said something. I, I didn't write it down, but John said something like you have, there's no redeeming reason for me to be here or something like that. Like, right. He said, uh, punks have an edge, but they're not assholes. Yeah. Yes. He said that too. And it's like, Mm -hmm. and it's just so, uh, I guess we'll, uh, okay, we'll, we'll do the big reveal as to why Dave is such a dick and doesn't give a fuck at the end. But, uh, it, I mean, Dave finally just like, get the hell out, get the fuck out. Yeah. And John is like, all right, I'm and out. There's a really interesting scene with his yeah. crew where he says, let's move on to a bar that deserves our help. Yeah. Let's find another bar to that do That was really work. intense. It yeah. was very like... And you see them dismantling like the lights and the construction yeah. they'd already done. They were confused like, and there mm-hmm. was just a wave of just like, why would, why would this guy not want our help? And John had come to grips with it and was working through it and had already processed it. So he was trying to disseminate that to the team of just like, look... This guy's a dick, and sometimes people don't deserve us. Yeah. So it's a very relationship. Uh, I feel like he got a little Dr. Phil with it. He got very yeah. Dr. Phil. He got very Dr. Phil and was trying to explain to the crew, like, look, man, this, some people don't deserve your love. Yeah. And they didn't deserve it. So uh, so then uh, the staff, so John goes outside, and he's like, says to the staff, like, hey, man, you know, <laughs> I'm not remodeling your bar. Uh, the guy you work for is a jerk. He's not a good person. I yeah, wish and they he- all looked crust, so crestfallen. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, was, that was the, I think that was last really traffic oh, tragic. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, Dave left John with suck a fat one. Yeah. A very poetic goodbye. Jesus Christ. What? And, and it's like, 
And again, so self-absorbed. So like yeah. Dave could not see that this wasn't about him. This was about the people that were around mm -hmm. him and how this impacted them. But it didn't matter because Dave wanted to have it his way or none at all. And he was willing to bite off his nose to spite his face. And as a result, John was like, fuck it. I'm out. So if it wasn't about bars, I would like love to show this to children as like a lesson, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't. <laughs> but maybe it's a little too adult. Well, you know, sometimes you got to learn early, right? That's, yeah. So maybe uh, one where they don't swear quite as much. Yeah. Mm, maybe it'd be it's like juice. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like, you know, uh, poop a fat one instead of, I don't know. You yeah, gotta, yeah like, exactly. Uh, clean it up a little bit. Just a great, like a, uh, Network bleeping, yeah, of movies. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the staff is pissed at Dave for being stupid. Yeah, they're just like, "Yo, man, you really fucked this up." And then it's great because then you see that, the, and they finally come to because they leave. Like they're like they walk out and get uh, Dave's like, "Where are you going?" And they're like, "Well, we don't have like we're not." I gotta find another job. Yeah, like he's saying, just stay for a drink, and they still walk out. Of course, they walk out. Fuck yeah. him. He, like the, he pretty much ruined uh, their only chance at uh, having any sort of shot at uh, success. So yeah. fuck him. So uh, Gabe decides he's gonna cut his losses, and he's like, "I'm out. Fuck mm -hmm. this. I gotta at least try and recoup some of the money I put in." Um, and now. The big reveal. <gasps> why did Dave not give a fuck, right? Here's why. Dave has a $1.8 million house that he's sitting on. No. Yeah. So your boy, this is just for play. That's why this is a playground to him. And he's able to sit there and say, I don't give a fuck. And if this falls apart, whatever. It doesn't, you know, we'll go down in flames because that's punk rock. So we'll go, he we'll go really down like doesn't punk. give a fuck. No. Having $1.8 million house is not punk rock, I'll say that. No, <laughs> right it is not. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and <sighs> I wouldn't, I can't sit here and say I'm the foremost authority on what is punk rock. Me neither, but. But I know enough to know that you cannot own a $1.8 million house and then cry, uh, cry counterculture and cry yeah, anti-establishment, anti-establishment. Exactly. So therein lies the big, there it is. That's the crux That's of the matter. And His it, heart was never in it. It was that never in it. And isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. That he would do that shit, man. So he just really didn't, this was like. This was a plaything for him. For but he's Machiavellian, years. you know, he's like, he's mm. just, he's there. It's, uh, people are playthings. He's not even. Sure. I mean, it's, it's nothing to him. There's no risk. There was no, no I mean, it's all, this was no all stakes, it, no he, nothing. He's not responsible for anything other than his own gratification and having mm -hmm. fun. That's right. it. And under the guise of punk rock and bleh. so uh, that was that was the episode. Um, now what we do is uh, uh, I will say sorry before we get ahead. to the, get to the the rating. I did do a little a little sleuthing around. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. What, what do you got? Uh, his Facebook page for Long Beach, whatever Blacklight District. Blacklight District is actually still open. And as of like a few nights ago, they just had like a big show, and some of the pictures looked like it was actually packed out. Oh, they see they are, so it's still open. It's still oh, open. Yeah. Okay. And they have lots of. So they haven't closed yet. The Facebook page has lots of posters for bands. I've uh, a few of the ones I wrote down were Neckbreaker and Bitch Fits were playing in the last week or two. <laughs> of course. Yeah, um, obviously. I will say the flyer, the flyers and posters for the shows do look very punk rock. Well, good. At least, at you least know. there's but that. But the bar is has a 2.2 star rating on Facebook out of five. Uh, out of wow, that's out of a hundred. They have <laughs> a, <laughs> 104 five star reviews and 281 one star reviews. And I wonder wow. how many of those are uh, Dave just creating accounts and giving himself one star. Because sometimes owners do that. But I've, I'm not. I would not be shocked if he was one of those. Mm. He, so, do, he does, though, have... I went to his personal Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, oh, you were talking about Yeah, this. if you scroll far enough down, uh, he has a cute picture of a very cute gray and white pit bull. 
Oh, uh, so he does have a dog. He has a dog. Not as cute as my dog, obviously. Well, what dog is? I hope the dog's no. okay, because that makes me nervous. Me too. It wasn't a car, owner. and I just hope he didn't leave him in the car. That's, you know... Honestly, I would not be. He's that. He's that much of a savage. Wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be not. surprised. A neglectful the, owner. The dog did have a cute bandana. Don't like make me cry. Like <laughs> <laughs> we got to stay strong, Catherine. We got to stay strong. Uh, so now here we are um, at our the final segment of our show. Right. This is where we rate the episode mm-hmm. from one one pint glass to five pint glasses uh-huh. uh, obviously one being subpar five being amazing um who wants to go how do you how do you want to rate this i'm gonna have to go with can we all do different we don't have to yeah i mean this is all, okay. all of our i'm gonna have ratings. to go with like a two mm. i didn't enjoy it it didn't have the f- and and it was necessary, I think, to have an episode like that, and it was interesting. Sure. And so, for all of those reasons, but I, it was like it made me very sad. It, <laughs> and bar rescue usually makes me really happy, <laughs> so it was like a huge bummer to me. So I just can't rate it highly. It was like too depressing, and just mm. yeah, it was really depressing for me. And there wasn't enough John Taffer yelling. Like I need him yep. to. I love, you know, that's sure, and his that's eyebrows going up and his eyes popping. Eyes pop. I live for oh, that. His think, great hand gestures, his yeah. arms flailing in anger. Do you take it? You know, that. This the, is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. You can't do this. There was what are that. you thinking? There it is. Yeah. There it is. And he has this like guttural, like mm-hmm. neck sound. Yes. It's like a, uh, he's reaching into the depths yeah. of his, of his and there humanity. Was, mm, just, there just was none of that. It was like silent Taffer. Just it, it was shaking a disappointed. It was a disappointed yeah. Taffer. So I'm going to give a two. Going two. Uh, Max, what are you, where are you I, Again, we don't have to agree, but in this case, I, I agree too. I was, mm. for all the reasons you said, it was you know d- disappointing, depressing, deflating. I also, generally, I feel like there's a, an arc for the asshole owner. Sure. Mm. You know, usually you see owners try to start nice and they become, you know, you see the asshole come out of them and you see them get humble and grow and all that. But this was just such a steady, consistent level yeah. of douchebaggery. There was there was no character development. Right. <laughs> to put it one Yeah, way. the only reason I didn't give it a one is because I think it was like interesting to have such a different episode. Yeah, it, right. It, but this was a unique episode. It's very right? unique. We had the... Uh, Right, you have the cutaway to him talking to the crew, right? Which yeah. you've never seen before. But also, we hit on it earlier. It was a very um, the best episodes are the one where you're really emotionally invested in these people yeah. trying to get better. Either the either the owner and the bartenders, or fuck the owner. You want the bartenders to do well, and they do a really good job quickly of bringing out the emotional storyline of mm-hmm. like w- why these are good people trapped in a bad situation, and it, it just it was it very wasn't developed murky. Enough. Right, right. Va- April didn't really have a story, which is fine. Not every bartender does, but Valerie was just she she had family depending on her, which I think a Could lot have. of us do in but some there was way no or another. Kind of, yeah, there's no, not, not yeah. even Gabe. What the seventeen thousand meant to him, like, was that a lot for him, or was that nothing? Because he also has a one million dollar house mm. right next yeah. to Dave's. Like, mm-hmm. why was he not more invested in getting his seventeen back and getting a profit? If this was fake, it would like. Well, it is kind of, I mean, obviously yeah, they, producers, but like it would be a really bad script. <laughs> right. Almost, you know? Right. If yeah. this is a script, this is like a writer's first attempt. Yeah. But this there's not enough draft. redemption. Special there's not enough. You need that, right? Not enough growth. I, I couldn't really get behind the people. You need something. Yeah. You know, they had, they had something that the, you know, the bartenders were skilled. They were right. good bartenders. I, but, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough for me. Yeah. Didn't, I didn't quite work. <sighs> I'm going to go, I'm going to give it two and a quarter. Okay. okay. And reason I'm going to, I'm much, I mean, we're, I think we're all pretty much on the same page uh, about it. But one of the things, one of the reasons why I would give it that little bump is that I got drawn in because I hated Dave so much. <laughs> He's such a dick. Like his That's face true. bothered me. Like- the sleeve tattoo bothered Everything. me. His voice. The fraud. He was just perpetrating such a fraud that I was drawn in and I was just like, I, like, John, be mean to him. Like, I want to yeah, hear yeah, him yeah, say yeah, more yeah. shit for me to get mad at. So I was watching it just like, come on, man. Just keep just keep being a fucking rotten human so I can hate you even more. Right. So that's <laughs> why I would give it 
two and a quarter okay. and not the two uh, across right. the board. Yeah. He, is an, he is an enjoyable asshole to watch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he definitely drew you in. Um, I wish, you know, I, I wish nothing but ill for him. Um, <laughs> I don't like him. I'm telling I just, th- no, his face. I really didn't like anything about him. His garbage right. ass face. I had a hard time me. watching him. Like, I get, I totally get what you're saying. And I was like, I continued, but I did get a little cringy, and I was like, I can't. I was like so grossed out. He looks like he would. He looks like he either has or is going to commit a hate crime at some point. <laughs> I could see yeah. that God. being a part of his life. Yeah, and then him just being like, "Well, just fuck those guys." Who gives yeah. a fuck, right? I'm fuck. living punk rock. That's why I'm doing this atrocious. I don't thing. know though. He he doesn't even have enough guts to do that does that or sound? he might have friend he put someone up he'd to put it. some that's he, what he would do someone up he would pay it. someone mm, yeah. yeah and i bet he has he a, wouldn't do it himself no 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 which is um, almost grosser it's than almost just committing worse. a crime yeah. by <laughs> for some reason yeah i i mean if he look if he fell really hard and chipped his teeth i'd be okay with it yeah like that you know like the like the front teeth if he chipped both those i'd be really okay with that (laughs) um and that's you know and that's that's how i got to weigh in on it um so that's it that's our this is our first episode i'm very excited about this uh thank you for coming you're welcome to join the team we're very excited to have you on here um you know we're going to keep pushing forward we're going to keep shutting it down um I'm going to do it for Jeff. Yeah, we got to do Doing this it for, for Jeff. Hopefully we'll get more fans. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what? You know, the journey begins with one pint glass. I think that's the saying. You know, <laughs> I think that's the saying. Um, so that's that's it for us. Um, you know, I don't know if we should plug the show. I don't know. Um, I was going to say, uh, yes, go find us um, on iTunes. Um, you can find us on Stitcher. Uh, also, uh, email us at shutitdownpodcast at gmail.com. Um, is there anything you guys want to plug before we get out of here? No, just, just tune in next time. Yes. Tune in next time and, you know, just keep, just keep shutting it down out there and we love you.